makes music. Yo, what is up, everybody? How's it going? Welcome to the podcast episode number 11. I'm super excited. Thank you for joining. I really appreciate it. Looks like we've got some viewers already. Welcome. I've got uh, some people on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Thank you for joining. Uh, today, we've got a pretty interesting topic. We're going to talk about how to build a community for your fan base, what that means, what that looks like, what kind of work goes into that, all of that good stuff. And um, so it should be really neat. I've also got some news that I'm going to share with all of you people in just a second, um, which is awesome. And while you're here, uh, you know, if you're watching this on uh, YouTube, thank you so much. How's it going? Welcome. If you're watching this after the fact, welcome back. Thanks to uh, everybody who has been a subscriber. If you're not a subscriber on YouTube, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button and read the notification bell. I really appreciate it. We are at 151 YouTube subscribers. That's amazing. So uh, we're going to go like that. I really appreciate every single person that's been subscribing lately. I have actually... I really didn't think we we're going to grow that fast, to be honest with you. This is a very new channel, a very new uh, setup that I've got. So I really appreciate it. The next goal is 200. So we went from 100. Now we're going to go to 200. We'll keep going in increments of 100. All that good kind of stuff, which I always, uh, you know, always try to focus on. So if this is your first time uh, on the show, uh, what's up? How's it going? So uh, this is a live stream podcast. As you can tell, if you chat with me during the podcast over here, you're going to be able to see your chat there. I'll be able to respond to you. And uh, it's a conversation. So if you're watching this live, thank you so much for watching this live. But, you know, take part in the conversation, you know, don't don't just sit there and watch. You can if you want, but it makes a much more interesting show. And We've got something really cool um, that's kind of unique to this podcast. So not only is it a live stream podcast, you can watch this later on YouTube, Spotify, all the podcast platforms, all that good stuff, Apple, Google, all that. But at the very end of this, we do a live Q&A. So if you've got something you want to talk about that's not related to the topic of discussion that you, know, you, can, um, you can ask me at the very end which is cool. This My episodes typically last like an hour, but I have a feeling this one's going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, we got, uh, was it the World Supply? Chilling in the pool right now. What's up? I wish I was with you in a pool. Weird. All right, cool. No, thanks for, thanks for watching. I really appreciate it. If you are uh, here, say hello. I love to see uh, how people are doing, where they're at. So before we get started, I want to give a uh, Patreon update to everybody. I want to give a shout out to my patrons, Josh and Maurice. As always, their Instagram links are in the video description or the live stream description. Go ahead and show them some love. They're awesome. They're awesome music makers. Um, I also have some Patreon news and uh, updates at the end of the show, right before the Q&A. It's a lot of exciting things. We've got a big big change coming. So, uh, so yeah, uh, real quick, as always, 598 more Patreon subscribers and I will do something insane. I'll probably, I'll even do it on camera. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but, uh, you could probably figure out if you're decent at math last but not least 
We're going to plug the book, as always. This is the art, the Modern Artist and Songwriter Journal and Toolkit. This is my book that I wrote. There is a typo in there. If you could find it, uh, good for you, right? But it's a... It's a uh, yo, what's up, King Flies? Thanks for joining. Uh, we've got uh, about 40 pages of music strategy and a little over 40 pages of some different forms and things like that to keep you on track making music, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the interview too. Uh, so King Flies submitted a, an interview request. Absolutely. I can't wait to talk about that because we're going to do a slight format change in the podcast. I'm going to talk about that towards the end of the show. So thank you for checking out the show. We're going to talk uh, about something really, really important today. And um, first of all, if you want to get that book, go to musicadvice.io. Right there. There we go. Musicadvice.io. You can get your free copy of the book. It's a digital download. It's a 92-page music strategy guide. I wrote this back in December. I've had a lot of people, thank you so much, download it. I give it away for free uh, because it's kind of like a, um, I guess, like a, an accessory to the live stream, the podcast, the YouTube, all that kind of stuff. So really, really cool. And uh, we're going to go into how to build a community for your fan base, why you need to do it, why it's important, the things to look out for. And then we're going to go into some exciting news about the podcast and about the live stream. So without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and uh, run an ad. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. All of the stuff from Blake Makes Music is absolutely 100% free, except for the Patreon. But what is Patreon? Patreon is a way for people to connect with their favorite creators in a cool, unique way. You can get some cool, unique perks and benefits to your favorite creators online. The Blake Makes Music podcast uses Patreon to connect with those who may need a little extra help with their music career. Join the music club on Patreon. You'll get some exciting benefits like a personal phone call from yours truly, start guides, cheat sheets, music industry contacts, music feedback, resume writing help, weekly Zoom sessions. You can even influence what kind of stuff is talked about on the show. Curious to what else I can help you with on your music career? Check out the Blake Makes Music Patreon by visiting musicadvice.io. Okay, cool. Thanks for uh, sitting through that. I make my own commercials. Hey, there we go. So, um, so anyways, I want to talk about building your artist community or if you're a producer, building a producer community. And we're going to talk about what that means and why it's important and why you should be doing it and why I do it. And why, um, if you're miss, if you're not doing this, you're totally missing out on a lot of things. Um, so when I say community, I'm not talking about your fan base. That's that's definitely part of it. You need a fan base to have a community, but the community is a place where people can interact, connect with each other, and with you. Not just checking out your photos on Instagram and your TikToks and all that kind of stuff. All of those things are very important, but it's not enough for people to really feel like they're part of something. So nowadays, I mean, we can all go make an album today, release it right now. There's like, I can't remember exactly how many uh, songs are released on Spotify every single day, but it's like in the five figures. So at least 10, 20,000 songs released every single day. And 99% of them go into what's called the, um, the, uh, the Spotify graveyard. You know what I'm saying? So you definitely want to... Um, Think about that. Why do so many songs go into the Spotify graveyard? Well, because they don't have an active community and active fan base. So what you want to do is you want to think about the um, 
the idea that uh, Trap9K, thank you for subscribing. I appreciate it. Uh, hello, uh, Rochelle, what's up? Thanks for uh, coming back. I appreciate it. Uh, I always love seeing people return. That's amazing. So thanks for joining. Um, so you want to um, you want to build a community of your fans so they can all get something um, that's unique to you. That's really when you do uh, what you want to do. Um, yeah, before you release anything, have a marketing plan. Absolutely. Uh, that's one of the episodes I did was marketing your music, but you should, every release, you should have a marketing plan. Guess what? I got a marketing plan for you in the book, really straightforward one, have one at least, right? And then if you're on my Patreon, uh, you're probably going to get a marketing plan, uh, that's a little bit more detailed on a, uh, on the idea of releasing a single a month. You should be doing more than that in my opinion, if you can, but, uh, but yeah, marketing plans are super, super important. So let's talk about community and, and all that kind of stuff. So community is just a place where people can get things that they can't get from you on social media, basically. It's ba- it's kind of like uh, replacing the in-person sort of experience with your, with your fan base. So it's not to replace like a live show or a live stream or anything like that. It's a way for you to get something extra. Patreon is a type of community building platform. Uh, King Flies, subscribe. Thank you so much, King Flies. Man, I'm getting some subscribers today. Thank you. We're going to get to 200 before you even know it. That's amazing. So um, you really want to think about what kind of uh, platforms you need to be on. There's, like I was saying, Patreon's one. And I'm just real quick, Patreon's just a way for, like I have a Patreon. Um, you can um, build like different categories of uh, tiers, if you will, of different things that you can give people for giving you money monthly or per release that's the long and short of it so like say for example uh on my patreon right now uh there's like weekly zoom sessions there's song reviews there's like you could suggest topics for the show you have special discord access like a whole bunch of stuff and uh that's gonna change a little bit you're gonna you're gonna it's good news though it's it's something that i've got going on that's really exciting so you're gonna get more on patreon so um it's just a place for you to set up shop set up a business based on the creative stuff that you do now you should have a patreon or something like that um you could also build your own version of patreon um banzoogle if you have a you need a website in my opinion a lot some people say no i say yes as a place to house all of your um, your content, a place for people to connect with you. And you're going to need a website for the industry, not just your fans. You're going to need it for the industry, which is super important. So what I, what I mean by that is, is like having a website for the industry is important because that's where you would say like have your electronic press kit. It's a place for you to, um, to have a little bit more information. So if you want to get a show or have a magazine feature, like all that kind of stuff, you need a website for that. If you only use an Instagram, like people aren't going to take you seriously. An Instagram and a link tree is not going to cut it. You need more. People want to connect with you. So within Banzoogle, which if you'd like to get a uh, an affiliate link, help the show out, you can go to uh, musicadvice.io, use that link to sign up. It'll help me out um, and help you out too. And you could build your own version of Patreon, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I've had Patreon for a while and I just now started actually using it uh, not too long ago and it's been great. So 
Um, it's up to you. There's also locals too. That's like another format sort of uh, subscription. Uh, that's mainly for podcasts, but a lot of people do them, uh, do other things on that too. So subscriptions are super important because in my opinion, that's kind of the vehicle that people are going to be using for their, for the music industry in the future, right? So whether you're talking about NFTs, things like that, community building is probably the best and only way in the future that you're probably going to make decent money um, other than getting your music onto film, television, commercials, things like that, in my opinion, right? Because Spotify pays like a third of a penny each stream. Um, So I think it's really important that you try to focus in on building your business, um, then, then, you know, using those platforms and stuff. Uh, King flies. It's easier to make it in the music industry in this generation. I 100% agree with that. That here's the problem though. This is where a lot of, this is why most people don't make it. And there's a lot of reasons, but this is one of them is that they have a false reality of what make it means. So like to me, if you're making two grand a month, and you're, you know, by yourself and you're, um, uh, you know, uh, you're by yourself and it's just you, you know, single paying rent. You can live wherever you want almost off of like two grand a month in, in the United States. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's super important, man. We've got lots of, uh, lots of discussion in the, in the, uh, in the episode today. That's amazing. So, um, yeah, King of Flies, I agree with you. Uh, the difference is, is the people, people typically don't know how much business sense you have to have in order to make it. That's why sometimes a manager is important or you get a manager when you can't handle the business aspect. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. 90% business, 10% talent. hundred. I agree with you. You know, I, it's, I, I could not agree with you more. Uh, Trap 9K, what's the difference uh, for people to follow you on Patreon than your Instagram or your Spotify? Okay, so here's what I want everybody to do. If you have that question, Trap9K, go to patreon.com slash music, or you can click on it through going to musicadvice.io to see my Patreon. And I can even pull mine up. Here, I'll tell you what. Let's pull mine up on the screen. Um, and I'm going to show you why it's important. And we're going to talk about all this. All right, cool. View it as public. Awesome. All right, cool. So we're going to go to desktop view here. So this is this is my my Patreon. So on my Patreon, it's 15 bucks a month. So you can monetize your Patreon uh, a lot. You have a lot more control over it, right? So when you're talking about, um, you know, Spotify, yeah, you can monetize your Spotify. You can make money off of Spotify. Um, it was like Spotify just released a thing like, like last year. It was like over a thousand uh, artists made over a million dollars um, on their platform. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, just on Spotify stream. So that's not including the other platforms that they made. So it's pretty amazing. Um, Instagram can't really monetize your fan base on Instagram, but you can get like promotional opportunities. But here's the idea. I use Patreon as a way to create, like, I think of it like, um, I always like to think backwards, if you know what I'm saying. So like, for example, um, I like to think about what tools and what resources I have available to me and then plan my business backwards from there. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, for example, I wouldn't plan to build a house and then 
go, oh, look, I've got these tools. I've got no resources to buy the tools that I need. You know, I'd get all the blueprints and all that kind of stuff. You would really just kind of kind of, you would you'd basically run into a lot of problems, you know, if you if you if you think the wrong direction. The reason I think backwards is is like I can go, what does Patreon allow me to do? What are other people doing on Patreon? And how can I build my own business plan around my music or my podcast or what have you to take advantage of the tools that they're giving me? So if you're thinking like that as an artist, instead of thinking about how you could be famous and stuff, you're going to become a, a lot further in your career because you're going to have something grounded in reality. Now, I just started this podcast um, two, like uh, two or three months ago. Okay, I've got two pay, uh, Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Josh and Maurice. But, uh, you know, you really want to think about what you can do. We're going to talk about different things you can do on Patreon. Uh, again, there are other types of platforms. Uh, Trap9K um, says it's easy for someone to hit the follow button, but how actually get them to actually stay active? Yeah, so what you have to do is you have to be consistent and make a lot of content. You have to create value. So if I asked you, Trap9K, to name me 100 artists and like three minutes you probably couldn't most likely most people can't you know most people cannot do that and if you can that's amazing but you probably aren't listening to over 100 artists at once you know you're kind of like browsing you've got some people that are that you're really into that uh you really are vibing with let's say that day that week that month or that year or maybe they're your lifetime favorite artist so it's about like how attached someone could be there's going to be a bunch of people that don't like your music. There's going to be a bunch of people that think your music is okay, and then there's going to be probably like you know some people that think your music is good, and then a portion of those people, let's say let's say ten percent of the people who you think are your fans, could be an active fan, right? So you've got you've got to think of it like that. You know, it's really about statistics and stuff. And you're no different than, let's say, like the brand Nike or Coca-Cola. Like a lot of people are going to hate on Nike or they're going to hate on Coca-Cola, even though they're popular brands. There's people that hate the Beatles, that hate Travis Scott, that hate Drake. But that doesn't mean that they're not good. They're actually, obviously, they're successful. Your music is the same way. So what people operate on fear. So this is actually one of the things that prevent people from being successful is they're too afraid of people not liking their music. So instead of being too afraid of people not liking your music, if you could just make as much content as you possibly can in order for the people who do care about your music, even if it's less than 1% of people that hear you like your music, if you can burn through those 99% of people to find that 1%, and you could get 100 people. Let's say I got 100 people to give me you know, 15 bucks a month. That's great. Cool. Awesome. That gives me capital now in order to do things on my show, just like it would give you capital for you to do things in your music career. Buy some gear, maybe run some ads, maybe buy a new camera, all of that kind of stuff. And you start slow, as an example. So you have to think about what kind of content your fans want from you. And it's really a game of knowing how to... Um, how to market your content outside of your music, that's really important. So for example, I am creating value by giving people information. It's educational based. We're, again, we're going to talk about 
a new, I guess, feature that I'm going to be switching some things around on the Patreon that I think will substitute one thing for something else. And I'll talk about it later um, because I want to stay on track where it's going to offer more value outside of just the education, more of a service-based thing. Okay. So let me give you an example. If you are a music producer, let's say you make hip hop beats. And I want to say, I want to say, I want to say phrases like that specifically because, you know, being a hip hop producer, you don't work the same way as let's say someone who produces rock or metal or country. You can be a music producer in different genres and, and like your job description would be a little different, but the purpose of that job as a music producer is you're just there to make the project work for an artist and make it sound as good as it possibly can, provide feedback, all that kind of stuff. Now, let's say you're a person that um, that makes hip-hop beats and you sell your beats online and you're doing, let's say, non-exclusive deals. Don't ever do a lease, okay? And you can ask me why later if you want. But let's say a non-exclusive beat to some artists, you're selling them for like 30 or 50 bucks, right? Um, how many beats would you have to, to sell non-exclusively in that month to pay your bills at like say 50 bucks a pop let's say 100 let's say your beats are so dope that people have to get them for 100 bucks and you're you're selling them at a much more higher value than everybody else in your and your and like in that that um like a part in your career 100 bucks so if you need $2000 a month to pay all of your bills inflation's nuts gas is expensive let's just say $2000 let's say you live with your parents you still need $2000 that's not that much money it's like below the poverty line, you know, but you can make it work. So um, you're going to need to sell 20. So if you're selling 20 beats, that's great. So that means you're going to have to make 200. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's something to think about. Now, imagine this. Let's flip the script in a second. Um, I think that, and I'll get to you in a second, uh, uh, Queen Nyla. So, because you had a good comment there. Imagine instead of making beats and selling them non exclusive on, let's say, BeatStars, how much better would you do if you created a non exclusive Patreon of beats where you release a beat Monday, every day, Monday through Friday? So every week you get five beats that anyone could use, and it's 10 bucks a month. Now, 10 bucks a month, you want to make you know $2,000. Now you have people on the hook and you're creating like a subscription service. So long term, this is actually a much better way to go. And nobody, not a lot of people do that. But the people who do, do really well. So your beats don't even have to be amazing. They just have to work. So Old Town Road is like a throwaway beat, for example. They sold it for I think like 30 bucks maybe. It's like really cheap, um, you know, not uh, not exclusive. So now it's like an exclusive to that song. They sold, they bought the exclusives, and that that producer's making like stupid money, still, even though it's like old, you know, by today's standards. So think about like that. Think about like if you could create a beat subscription service. If you're a hip hop producer, how much more possibilities you could have with your career? That's amazing. So. With that being said, let's talk about being an artist, 
Uh, but before I want to talk, uh, let's see. Uh, Queen Nyla, I make commentary content on TikTok and Instagram reels. I'm building up my following to then put them on my music. Yeah, I've seen people do this and that's what that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's great. So that's one way to do that. You know, that's one strategy. Um, the important thing about having a strategy is that you know that you're going to hit roadblocks. No matter how great you think and foolproof your plan is, you're going to hit roadblocks. And the most important thing about being successful, once you're other than starting, just doing, is uh, being able to be adaptable and going and analyzing and saying, hey, this is working. Let me consistently try to make this better, better on your time, better on your efficiency, your productivity levels, the quality, all of that kind of stuff. And it's not just that. Sometimes it's like your personality uh, on how you perceive uh, like working with people, meaning like networking, uh, how you reach out to people. Like there's, there's so many so many layers to to success but when you keep it simple if you figure out a plan that's worked for other people like you're talking about and you deconstruct that and you try to make it better that's great i say take five people that you found online and i would go to graphtrion uh, I'll, I'll pull it up for the people who haven't seen this graphtrion and i'm going to go to here go to desktop again and we're going to go to music. Cool. So now you've got like these top people here making all of the money on Patreon, which is crazy. So for example, uh, number 11 makes $14,000 a month on Patreon. Um, Home Free is a band. They make $46,000 a month on Patreon. And you don't know who this band is. $46,000 a month and you don't know who this band is which is the whole point of this show you don't have to be famous to be successful in fact like there's much more people out there that are successful making $10,000 a month or more and there's thousands upon thousands of them and you don't know any of them so uh, going back to Queen uh, uh, Nyla's uh, statement You've seen other people do it that works. I say go to Graftreon, find five people, five artists that do exactly what you do and look at their business model. So like for example, let's go to, let's see, there's music lessons and there's music and all kinds of stuff. I wanna go to like a straight music one. Cool, The Warning. Awesome. So you can kind of see their growth here over three years, consistently doing very well. Their daily Patreon. That's amazing. That's crazy, right? So now you can click on their page and let's see what the warning is doing. Okay. Group of girls, three piece band. What do they get? All right. For a dollar per month, and remember, these guys, these these girls, we'll say girls because that's what they are, are making. They're number twenty three on music. They're making between four thousand eighteen eighteen thousand dollars a month. That's crazy. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that did it this way. So uh, let's go to a dollar per month. What do you get? What do you get at five? What do you get at twenty five? There's six levels. A lot of successful artists have more than just one. 
Some of them have one, some of them have six. There's a sweet spot. It's not two, I can tell you that much, because that becomes confusing for people sometimes for some reason. Um, there's a Patreon video. The quality is going to be good. I have it muted right now. But you could see, like, it's one angle. They're talking about what you get. Um, but you could see the quality of the video is important too. They can introduce themselves. They've got all kinds of stuff. So, anyways, then let's say you you let's say you're a band and you're like this. For example, you would go cool. What do they got going on? And then you would go all the way to their um, social media, which is used to be on the page here. Yeah, cool. Go to their Instagram. Go to their YouTube, and you want to see exactly what they're doing, what works. And this is your first of five. So you would find four more people that are successful. And you would copy their plan, not their content. You don't copy their content. You copy their business plan because people don't just sign up for stuff. They have to be sold. That's the thing people don't understand is that you have to be able to sell something to somebody in order to be successful. Sales is everything. I know that sounds super cheesy, but you can't just go out there and market. Market is half of it. That's the first half. The second half is sales. You need a marketing strategy and you also need a sales strategy. And here's the other thing. If you walk into a store that let's say you're going to make a pretty decent sized purchase. Let's say you need a TV and you walk into a Best Buy or you're browsing online. If there's not something built in there or someone at that store is not asking if you want to buy the product after they talk to you about the product, show you the product, you're still in the mode of I'm not sure. Sometimes it just needs to be like, hey, do you want to buy this TV? Or hey, do you want to subscribe to my Patreon? Go ahead, subscribe to my Patreon. Check it out. This is what you get. Do you have to say those things? The other thing is, is that you have to that's do this on your YouTube videos. This is why I do this in all of mine in every single YouTube video that you've ever seen. Ask for people to subscribe. Because if you don't ask for people to subscribe, they're not thinking about it. They're just watching the content and enjoying it. They don't think about, oh, I bet I better hit this button to subscribe because I'm helping this channel out or I'm helping this content creator out. And that's sometimes the sales strategy is what converts people from an, uh, a passive fan to an active fan or from an active fan to a super fan. You have to be selling at all times. And I know that sounds super cheesy, but you really do. But you also have to provide value. You have to provide value to who your audience is. Now, you want to build your community based upon, let me go back to this. Actually, let's see what's going on in their YouTube channel. 419,000 subscribers. They've got videos and I want to um, go to all videos and let's go to... Cool. They've got all kinds of stuff here. It's not just music videos. Most of it isn't a music video. Just so we all know. Just so we all know. Um, so if you go to view all, you go all the way down. They've got all kinds of content here. So they're not even making that much content on um, on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Um so Queen Nyla, my goal is to make 13 million people smile, which is why I call them the 13 milli gang. That's amazing. So as long as you can take that 13 million people goal and you could break that down and you can go, let me just make a hundred people smile, then a thousand, then 
5,000, then 10,000, and you break it down mentally, you don't have to say it out loud, but as long as that's how you're thinking and you're looking at it like chopping down a tree, you got it. I believe in you. You can do it. It's amazing. So uh, at 13 million, that, imagine if they all gave you $5 a month. Oh my God. That would be crazy. You would be the number one patron on the site. So they've got uh, 266,000 followers on YouTube, 419. So here's typically how this works. I want people to think about this, and this, content, this context is very important. So when you think about how people interact with content, most of the time, and you're very welcome, uh, Queen Nyla, I got you. Most of the time when people find, you want to think about how people find content. So right now, there's two ways uh, that's not music-based. So if it's music-based, it's, it's playlist. Here, it's all, you fall in love with a song. That's not enough. You have to fall in love with the person or the experience. It's, if you are if you get a sour attitude, I don't like you as a person, but your music's pretty cool, I'm going to forget about you. You know what I'm saying? You got to be likable to somebody, you know? You got to be likable to somebody. Um, not everybody. And in, in fact, sometimes if you're, if you're um, likable to half and half, like that could be, you can really do a lot with that. Um, but... People will find content on nowadays, TikTok is like number one, and then YouTube. YouTube is a huge one. And there's lots of things you can create content, specific content, like what Queen Nyla is saying, like doing like reaction videos and stuff like that, like like making commentary on other content. Amazing. You know why? Because when people search for that content, Queen Nyla's video recommendation could populate on the side of recommended videos. And if you got a dope thumbnail, I might click on it. You know what I'm saying? So that's the kind of mentality you want to start thinking about. I've got a whole episode about content strategy. I think like two episodes ago, maybe episode eight or nine. I think it's episode nine. I'm talking about content strategy. But that's super important. Super important. So... Let's talk about this for a second. What kind of stuff uh, do you consume? What type of content gets shown to you all the time? So like I was saying, TikTok, YouTube. Those are self-discovery platforms. It just goes. Use the algorithm to your advantage. I say that all the time. Be dangerous. Use the algorithm for these channels as a weapon. Now, subscribing on Instagram the algorithm is different. It's a lot harder to get people to subscribe to you on Instagram because that is the next phase for that person to consider themselves a fan. So they're a deeper fan. Most people are going to have less Instagram followers than they will YouTube subscribers because of the type of content. It's less engaging most of the time. That doesn't go for everybody, but it goes for most people. And then from there, if you check out this uh, this artist's um, Spotify, let's see what's going on. I'll bring it up in a second. Uh, then, if I can type, we're going to see how many monthly listeners they have. Check this out. 212,000 monthly listeners. It's an independent band. I doubt they're signed, but I want you to look at, they have two albums. 
And how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine singles and EPs. Okay. Now you can see different uh, uh, playlists that are featuring this band. So uh, Rock Hard, New Noise, Fierce Femmes, and Detour. Fans also like these, these people. They appear on these albums. Here are their playlists. They were discovered on these playlists. They're doing heavy Spotify promotion. So if you look at 212, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of place. So um, you have to do a mix of Spotify and, and you know, it's not just Spotify, but all the streaming platforms. You have to do promotion on those. You have to. I personally think that email promotion is great, but you should also be doing it many different ways. And I have a whole, the last episode was about this. That's one thing you should be doing. That's one aspect of your business. You have to. And then the other aspect is content creation that's not music. You have to make content that's not music. Whether it's you doing commentary like Queen Nyla is saying, or it's you making a podcast like this in order for people to check out other things that you do, which I actually have been enjoying doing the podcast more than music lately. Um, but that's just me. I still make music. But... You have to make things around your content that people have. Uh, it's like a bait, you know? Like You have to kind of bait them into checking out more things. You have to. More things being your songs. If you want to be an artist. A producer is a utility. Okay? So other people are using your music and the plan is a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Um, Queen Nyla, how do I slowly ease my TikTok followers into my musical content? Do I start putting my IG handle in my videos to send them to my link tree and music links? All right. So the first thing you have to do is you have to, again, ask for the sale. So you don't want to overdo it, but it really depends on how many, um, how many people are watching your TikToks. If it's a lot, then that's great. Um, and how many people are actively, actively like watching these versus how many people are discovering you and don't follow you, you know, more people will find your TikToks, watch them than people will follow you, obviously, but you have to think about your core fan base on TikTok, what's going on. So maybe out of every five TikToks that you do, maybe start selling them into, Hey, did you know that I make music? Check me out here. If you want to check me out, go to my Instagram. The link is in the description or my profile. You know, that's what you want to be doing. And here's the other thing. You can also make uh, multi-use out of your content from TikTok onto YouTube. You could do all kinds of stuff. You have more um, freedom on YouTube to do things like plug your music because the, the, the format's different, obviously. You can put links and stuff. Um, you went viral a few times. That's awesome. I actually looked this up. Uh, the company I do social media strategy for and also like, so... The, some of the people I work with were like, we've gone viral. And I was like, that's great. And we we're talking about what viral meant on TikTok because the algorithms are different. And it's easier to go viral in some platforms than it is others. So we're taking guesses. And I was actually surprised. Um, these platforms set their own standards on what viral means. Like how many views you get. Um, so on YouTube, it's one 
metric and on TikTok it's another and if you make a you know a, a reel it's another thing Facebook another thing but on TikTok your your TikToks are viral once they hit 500,000 views which I guess that makes sense I said a million I was way off you know I was off by double but that's that's pretty amazing so I understand where you're coming from like uh, working people into it you know, what I would do is I would ease your content into it. I break things down on a schedule. So the company I work for, I'm a social media strategist for a a finance company. So if I can make finance look cool and fun, I could do anything. You know what I'm saying? Um, So what I would say is, is I would, I would go like this. This is how I plan my week for, for my team. So I say on Mondays, this is what we're doing on Tuesdays. This is what we're doing. Monday through Friday, we're posting something. We're doing TikToks on this day and this day. And then we're going to be uh, going through different phases of the kind of content that we're posting. On Wednesday, we're going to do a quote. On Thursday, we're going to go to a business and do a video feature. On Friday, we're going to do some sort of light, fun send-off. On Monday, we're going to be featuring businesses, business facts, things like that. And on Tuesday, we're going to be featuring people. We're going to feature people in a particular way. So I do it based off of that. And then you could also do it like have a two-week content schedule. Um, Gary V, love Gary V. He's like the internet's uncle. You know what I'm saying? Um, Queen Nyla, can you, uh, you said, uh, can you send me that plan, please? I'll tell you what, I could do something better. Go to musicadvice.io, download the book, and I got that in here. And it's free. The book is free. So uh, check that out, and then also it's on my I have a, my, on my Patreon. You can also get some stuff too. But hang tight in the episode because I got news on the Patreon. Things are going to be changing, um, and it's going to be exciting too. So you want to think about all of these different aspects. You know what I'm saying? And what you what I would do? Let's say you're doing something on a weekly schedule like I was talking about. Let's go Mondays, release a music track you know, or mention your music first, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, keep your your content the same for the rest of the week. See what happens. See if people are commenting on it. See what's going on. You could slip an extra video in, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but anyways, I was saying Gary V, uh, he's the internet's uncle, in my opinion, right? You love him or hate him. Lots of energy. And um, he gave this business like the business, you know what I'm saying? He was like, you should be on TikTok. You should be making four TikToks a day. We're like, oh my God, four a day. Jeez. Um, that's okay. You can get the book at musicadvice.io. Musicadvice.io. Um, it's also on my website, um, blakemakesmusic.com. Uh, the link is in the description if you're watching this on YouTube. So um, yeah, the book is cool. The book is cool. Uh, if you are like me and you want a hard copy, uh, you could buy it on Amazon. Uh, once you go through the um, download process, you'll get a link, and then that link will you can download the book. And then there's also an option to go to the Amazon site. My goal is to maybe get some reviews on Amazon because I'm the, all the people that are buying my book or downloading my book are coming from my circle. You know what I'm saying? So the more reviews I get, the more people outside of my circle, uh, outside of my podcast and music and all that. Uh, more people will check it out, which is great. And Rochelle, you're very welcome. Not a problem. 
So anyways, uh, Gary Vee was like, you should be making four TikToks a day. And I'm like, man, barely can make four uh, TikToks a week. So you got to step it up. You got you to gotta step it up. You got to at least map out your strategy. See what's working, what's not working. That, learn the algorithms. You know, Learn what happens when you put out a video, how it gets promoted. Because they're all different. And those algorithms are going to change. And the reason you should be pushing heavy on TikTok is, is because right now it's in the, um, it's infancy still. Like it hasn't been around that long, even though it feels like it has. Um, And this is my opinion. My opinion about TikTok is, is that before the pandemic, it was kind of questionable. People were still kind of like, should I get on it? Should I not get on it? There was a lot of people on there. People were going viral on it. Yes. But when the pandemic hit, a lot of people were at home. A lot of people in cities couldn't go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of big population centers that were reluctant to get on a TikTok because at that time there was talk about banning TikTok because it's owned by the Communist Party of China. Look it up, but be okay with it. If you're okay with it, be okay with it. You know what I'm saying? So, so then a lot of people are saying, yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, you know, get Microsoft to buy or whatever. And I'm like, right, cool. So now Microsoft's stealing my data. What's the difference? So, anyways, uh, I digress. Um, but anyways, there was a big talk about banning this stuff right before the pandemic. It kind of went went away. The pandemic happened. You've got all these young people at home. Um, you're going, oh, cool. TikTok's not banned. I haven't been on it. I haven't been on that much. Let me check it out. It's an, it's an addicting algorithm, short, quick content, addicting, and it learns what you like. All my stuff is comedy. I use TikTok to get in a better mood. You know, sometimes you get a little bit low blood sugar. You get a little grouchy. Well, I do sometimes if I don't eat, swipe on TikTok, gets me in a good mood, see some funny stuff. It's amazing. You know? But it learns you, so um, that's really important. But when you're when you're looking at things, let's say like maybe you're looking at music on TikTok, see what hashtags people are using, see what kind of content people are using. All of that stuff is uh, super important. And yeah, uh, Queen Island, I agree with you. TikTok's going to be here for a while. And here's my point: the pandemic accelerated the growth of TikTok. It didn't didn't make TikTok like you know. Um, make or break sort of situation. The the pandemic accelerated because more people were at home swiping as opposed to at work flipping burgers or making calls or whatever people do. You know, so a lot of people were on TikTok and it's addicting. So TikTok skyrocketed during the pandemic and created a lot of careers out of it. And because of that, a lot of people working at TikTok will probably tell you that they have more growth than they can handle, like most businesses. And I can guarantee you between now and the end of the year, they're going to change the algorithm up. They're going to do it because they're going to try to figure out how to make more money on you. You're probably seeing more sponsored ads. You know, you see that more on YouTube. You're going to see this happening. So what people do in business, especially tech business, is they will hook you on a product. They'll make something free or they'll make something um, seem not so intrusive or whatever. It'll be a cool, fun place. It's all about value, creating a customer experience. And then slowly over time, you've got that, you know, that uh, that endorphin release in your brain. You're addicted to TikTok. I'm not saying you are, but people are addicted to TikTok. And then no matter what they do, they're going to be on there for a while. Yes, TikTok will be here for a long time. 
it will be unless things get malicious because it is banned in a lot of countries because things happen uh just like social media and other platforms um it's just a matter of where that data is going and who it's going to and and who's in charge that week it seems like so just you know keep that in mind for all platforms and new ones will pop up you know it's it happens, you know. Look at the growth that Rumble's gotten in the last like six months. It's crazy, you know. It's not an either or situation. Sometimes it's and, and it always should be and. But I digress. Let's go over to a couple of things to talk about with with content. So you want to you want to kind of plant the seeds across the platforms like TikTok, like Instagram, like these things um, that are really discoverable platforms, right? Spotify, all of that. And then what are the things that aren't discoverable platforms or less discoverable platforms? Facebook, Instagram, things like that. Things that are more of a personal connection, discords, telegrams, all of those things. That's like, you know, the deeper you go down that artist's rabbit hole, the the more of a, a fan that that person's going to be. You know, they're probably not going to bypass YouTube and go straight to your discord. And you're not going to have more Discord members than you're going to have YouTube subscribers. So you go down that, then the final one, that's Patreon. That's your subscription service. That's your, that's your community. And your community can stretch across different platforms, but not all of them. That's important because you will burn out. It will happen. There's too even if you do this full time, you can't do all of them. And if you do, I hope you have enough money to pay someone like me, a social media manager. Uh, I'm actually a social media strategist, but it's almost the same thing, almost, not quite. So um, so anyways, then the next thing you want to think about is that you have to make your content unlike any other content that's out there. And that derives from your personality. Be the best version of yourself. Be you. That's super important. But flip the switch, make sure you show up to work. Because if you're having a low moment, you're not in the mood, you record a video, whatever, you're not on top of your game, people can tell and they lose interest. It's kind of like dating. You know what I'm saying? And every time you release content, it's like going on a new date. Some people are going to be like, no, I'm not into this person. Some people are going to be into it, but you're going to have to keep feeding that algorithm and feeding that person's interest. It's how it is. It sucks sometimes, but it's a lot of work. And that's why a lot of people, it doesn't work out for them because they don't put the work in or they get burnt out. You know, that's totally normal. Or they don't, they don't know what they're doing. That's normal too. They have no idea. So anyways, um, the other thing you have to do is like, you know, like for example, if I was going to set up a Patreon for an artist, you know, I would really take in consideration who their audience is. That's super important because not every audience is, is not every audience is the same. Um, not every person is going to want the same thing. You know, if you are a uh, let's say eighteen year old male producer, that's your demographic: eighteen year old male producers. Then you know you're probably going to be wanting to offer different things as an artist than someone who does things like um, some things like, uh, you know, let's say pop and your demographic is like a 16 year old female or a 40 year old male. 
you're going to want to offer them different things. You know, like most people, like if you're, if your demographic is 40 year old male that, you know, let's say middle, you know, income bracket, like you're going to want to be doing like, you know, backstage, you know, passes, things like that, because the kind of stuff they can buy, not everyone in your demographic is going to have an, you know, dispensable income, you know, or indispensable income or whatever the phrase is money to spend that they can buy other things with. Um, that's super important. Some, um, some really other things to think about is like, uh, subculture, subculture. You have to think about these things. And when I say by subculture, I mean like, you know, let's say people who listen to punk rock that are into rockabilly music. Okay, cool. Awesome. Punk rock rockabilly. That's great. Do they also skateboard? Maybe. Maybe. You know, where do they go? Do they go to bars? What kind of stuff do they do? All of those things are super important because you need to think about those things as you're making a value proposition for the kind of content that you're making. You know? Uh, Queen Nyla, the later app helps out a lot, uh, puts out a lot of content because I'm getting out of a burnout moment myself. Yeah, burnout is um, it's a thing. Um, and my personal expertise in managing burnout is planning for it. You have to plan for burnout. So for example, I'm going to announce in a minute uh, the podcast change, what we're going to be doing. It's not because of burnout, but I know that like um, we need to do a format change and we'll talk about it in a minute on um, basically being able to make more content in a more meaningful way, but planning your time. For example, if I could do four podcasts in a day and schedule them out for like every week for, you know, that would be amazing. Then I get a lot more free time. I could do more with my career, you know what I'm saying? And I can do off and on weeks. So then by the time week three rolls around, I'm going, oh man, I really want to connect. I really want to make a podcast. You could do the same thing with creating music or creating content or what have you. So for example, if you just sit down and plan 30 days worth of content, two two months, three months worth of content, you plan a theme and breaking down those days thematically, like I was saying, you know, Monday through Friday, every day's got a theme or you do on like a 14 day schedule or whatever. That's great. Um, I think that works because it helps you go, okay, now I'm filling a hole. I'm going, I need to make something that fits this theme or this, you know, type of content. Now you're not, you know, in the, um, in the stratosphere trying to figure something out you're it's grounded and then go follow through go to the end you know i was i said to myself i'm gonna do this for three months i'm doing it you know i've got the podcast going i'm going through march in this format and then we'll have a format change so even though i've had some ups and downs in this podcast i um i uh, want to make sure that uh, I'm able to provide the best kind of content that I can based on my schedule too. You know what I'm saying? So that's super important. Um, I, I believe your name is Michael, but a good example of this is the band Death Grips. Cool. Death Grips. Not familiar with Death Grips, but go check out Death Grips. I'm going to pull them up in a second. A, oh, cool. It's a hip-hop band. That's awesome. I love hip-hop bands. I wish there were more hip-hop bands. Cool. 
I'm gonna check out Death Grips. Anyways, we're we're going a little long on the po- longer on the podcast than I typically do, which is fine because that's great. I I have a lot. We have a lot of interaction today, which is amazing. So um, so here's the thing: you wanna you wanna be able to create that content and then create more substantial, meaningful content for the people who do subscribe to your Patreon, that do subscribe to your you know your your channel, your community. That's super important. You have to do that. You have to plan that out, but here's the thing. You have to make sure that you're able to provide that content to, let's say, your patrons over a long period of time. Because if you can't meet that gap between your expectations and your reality, that also creates burnout because you're going to be striving to meet those things. And if you don't strive to meet those things, your patrons could unsubscribe from you because the value... You have to create value. So if you're an artist, um, don't be a carbon copy. Don't be like, I'm going to be the next Jimi Hendrix. I'm going to be the next uh, you know, Drake. I'm going to be the next Katy Perry, whatever. Don't do that. Be the next you. Be you. And if your music sounds weird, that's okay. Most new artists, and you go back like when they're new, the artists that are been around for a long time. So if you go back to when artists have um, that are popular now that have um, had a long career, their music is totally different. It'd be okay with that. Make content all the time. Release music all the time. You're better off releasing music that's decent. That's because you're not going to release a um, a hit every time. It's not going to happen. It's just not. You're better off just making it. Get it out of your system. Put it somewhere. Now that's the next thing. If you're making if you're making a song and you you don't like it, that's fine. Put it somewhere, let's say maybe in a music library, where you don't have to put your artist name on it. You could put your composer name on it, your legal name. Put and it doesn't see the light of day for your fans. Just for background music on a commercial. Maybe it works. Or just try to make that song as best as you can, you know? So um, that's really important. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to run a spot real quick. We're going to talk about a new segment on the show, the news segment. This podcast is brought to you by Robinhood. When I make royalties from music streams, do you know what I do with the money? I invested. That's right. With the Robinhood app, you can invest your royalties from DistroKid directly into your Robinhood investment account instantly. Robinhood allows you to take your music income and invest any portion of it into stocks or cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or Ethereum and stocks like Apple and Tesla. No one's promising you'll get rich from investing, but with a little education, a couple of dollars from your music, you could turn your music income into more income. You can even get a debit card and buy regular everyday items with your account too. It's just like any regular bank account. Voice Makes Music is not a financial advisor and all the financial information is purely for entertainment or educational purposes only. To get a free stock when you sign up for Robinhood, check out musicadvice.io. Okay, cool. Shameless promotion, everybody. Shameless promotion. Okay, cool. So let's go to the news segment. I appreciate everybody. After the news segment, we're going to go to a Q&A. We're going to make it kind of quick on the news thing. So just hang with me. If you have any questions about copyright, uh, you know, finding a manager or what a&R people do how to become an A&R or how to get a job at a studio or a job doing this and that. Like that's, that's awesome. We've got some people in the chat. 
Think about your question. We're going to open it up in just a minute. Um, if you got anything, lay it on me, right? So just give me a second. I'm going to talk about a podcast format change. All right. So this will be the last live stream podcast that we're going to be doing. Um, like I was saying, I work in cycles. Um, we're going to be transitioning into phase two of the podcast soon. Um, so to give you what phase two is, I need to give you phase three. Phase three, which will happen later this year, will be in studio type of uh, podcast where I'm going to have actual guests on the show and it'll be conversations. I'm fine with talking to myself because I've actually, we've been doing really well on a lot of um, like a smaller uh, like podcast audio only stuff and on Spotify too. More so than on YouTube and Twitch and all that, which is, hey, I'll take it, which is amazing. Um, so thank you to everybody, no matter if you're listening on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or what have you. Thank you. I, I I appreciate it. It's been amazing. And I've gotten a lot of people go from discovering the podcast on those platforms to going to my socials or subscribing on YouTube. I've actually been able to build a community, which is amazing, which is all proof of concept to all the things that I'm talking about. So phase three is going to be in-person interviews with people. I live in a music city next to a music city and inside of a music town, which is kind of, kind of difficult to explain, but it, that's, that's what it is. Um, and then it's going to be cool because I'll be able to bring musicians in and people from the industry into the podcast and we can have a conversation and take um, like super chats and stuff like that. If you want to ask me or the other person on the show a question, which is amazing. So that's phase three. Phase two is interviewing people. You people, all of you. I'm going to be doing interviews with people who want to talk about their journey, talk about their experience making music, what they're trying to do. So if you've been in the chat and you've been talking to me, I want to talk to you. I want to know about your story. But those can't be live, not for phase two, because I don't have the bandwidth. Ah, So bandwidth mentally, but also bandwidth uh, on internet bandwidth. And, um, the reason why is because, um, I feel like I can also do a better job with the pre-recorded podcast, like intros, all that kind of stuff. And then providing the meat of the, uh, of the podcast being the interviews with other people. And here's the thing. I would also recommend that you do this on your uh, journey and, um, uh, Rochelle, I'll get to your question in just a second, uh, but I want to make sure that you do this on your journey too. The best thing you can do for your content is if you're doing long form content, a podcast or a live stream or anything like that, is to taking those clips, breaking them down into smaller clips where you can use them on YouTube, like smaller versions of YouTube, like five minutes, take the hour. You know, if you listen to podcasts on YouTube, that's what a lot of people do and it works. It's great. And then creating 60 second clips for TikTok, Instagram, all of those things. If you're not doing that, you should be doing that. You know, for example, if you make, if you're in a band and you do a live rehearsal live stream, that's cool. Or a recording of your rehearsal. You could take a four minute clip 
of that rehearsal, which would be your song, or maybe a backstory that a song, and that could be a whole other video. And if you're doing 10 songs, now you've got 11 videos total, which is amazing. So you've got the rehearsal and you've got your 10 songs you've played. That's 10 uh, songs that you're going to be able to put on YouTube, uh, four minutes, three minutes, pop, whatever. And then you've got clips. So taking the highlights of each little thing and, and put them on uh, 60 second versions, uh, you know, uh, vertical style. Um, make sure you frame everything correctly and your cameras are to prepare for that. And then you can uh, put those out on TikTok and Reels and YouTube Shorts, all that kind of stuff, because those are the things that do really well. That's the that's the discovery, you know? And then maybe your Patreon uh, perk could be chatting with you while you're doing the stream at your rehearsal, for example. So being able to multi-use this content, because you have to be omni-channel. You have to. So I'm going to be doing... Some other cool stuff on the podcast, which means I can't stream on the Facebook, which is uh, unfortunate. So I'm going to be doing uh, music reviews, which is awesome. So one, let me say that again. One, I'm changing no more live streams. So that means I won't be here anymore starting next week. I won't be here anymore at 3 p.m. Central. You're going to have to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you if you already have. If you haven't, please hit the subscribe button. I'll say it twice. Hey, so um, you're going to be able to do, um, I'm, I'm not going to be able to live stream. I'm going to have interviews. I'm going to talk to all my music friends and people who watch the podcast and anybody who wants to go on the podcast and talk to me about their project, their story, talk about the music industry. Exciting. And we're going to be doing music reviews on the podcast, which I'm really excited about. And when you get your music reviewed, it goes on the playlist. So we can all check out the music community building. That's what we just talked about today. That's why I picked out the topic today, building a community, because the changes that we're just building a stronger community. Um, so the other thing is with the podcast and my long form content, I'm going to have at least two weeks starting next week, two weeks off from doing the show. This was kind of planned a little bit going into it um, because I need to re-strategize the Rubik's Cube a little bit in order to make sure that I can provide the best content possible for the type of things that I'm trying to accomplish with the show. So bear with me with the show a little bit, okay? Um, just subscribe so when that content does pop up. Oh, look at that, Rochelle Outlaw just subscribed. What perfect timing. You get that little zombie going. And look, for everybody that did um, subscribe, let's go ahead and uh, you get a little you get a, uh, a little sound there. Thank you so much. So um, we're going to do some really exciting things. Now, here's the other thing that we're going to do. Um, the Patreon is about to change a little bit. So um, I need more production time. When I say that, I don't mean like I need to hang out and do things and think about all the different things I'm going to do on YouTube. No, no, I need time to fulfill more value on the Patreon. And that's part of why I also will be not doing live streams. I'm going to be stacking content now, which is something you should do too, where I'm going to pre-record four interviews with all of you and all my music friends and all the people I'm connected with 
I could do four of those in one day. And then I got my weekends to do other things with the podcast, such as the admin stuff. Because you have to always also remember, I work full time, I got a family, and a lot of you do too. And I make music too. So I have to be able to kind of like hold myself at the same standard that I'm going to ask other people to do. So with that being said, sometimes you have to try to solve the Rubik's Cube just a little bit differently. Um, now, with the Patreon, here's the exciting news. And Josh and Maurice, I'm going to meet with you today at five still, um, but I'm going to give the news to you in person when we do our Zoom session. The Zoom session is going to uh, take place in a different way, and I will put it on pause which I know is crazy, but here's the thing. You have instant access to me when you are a patron through text and discord or a phone call. If you're a Patreon member, you have my information. You can hit me up like your buddy, but here's what I'm going to give you on the Patreon. Starting now, I will be soliciting out to playlist your music. So creating more value and using my time and your time much more efficiently. So what that means is, is that every week I'm going to send out an email to all of the playlists I have contact information for based on genre. What's up, Maurice? Uh, based on genre, and you can send me your tracks through Disco, and I will be soliciting out your music for you because um, that's something that I think would be a benefit to other people and myself because I'll put some of my music depending on the genre that the playlists are going to. And I will take care of those things. I think that's $15 a month, very well spent. And I don't think other people are doing that. What I have been doing is I've been giving the information to the pay, uh, Patreon subscribers so they can do that themselves. But I think this is a good trade-off because I think this um, actually makes you want to make more music and you don't have to worry about doing some of your Spotify and YouTube and Apple music promotion. I can help you with that, which is awesome. So there'll be like a little link. You could send me your tracks, but you're going to have to make sure that all of your information is correct. Maurice, you're watching the, the YouTube channel right now. Thank you so much. Maurice is a patron. Um, so he's hearing this for the first time, but I got that zoom session in 45 minutes. We could talk more in depth about that. So the reason is, is I need on and off weeks for content creation and admin. That's what I need. And I'm, I think I'm providing more of a benefit. Here's the other thing. I'm using Disco uh, as a uh, tool to do this. And so what's amazing is that uh, they have a music library um, like add-on. It's like 40 bucks a month extra. So here's what I'm going to do. Once we get to 10 patrons, I will pay for that music library add-on with the Patreon money because all the Patreon money goes right into the show and to the, and to the um, back end of the Patreon, really. And I will open up the music library. So once we hit 10, it will go from just playlist to playlist and uh, other content like commercials, things like that on a non-exclusive level. So your metadata has to be really good. Meaning you, you have to be registered as cap and BMI because if I help you get a deal through the Patreon, 
Uh, and I won't take a cut because you're already paying for the Patreon, mind you. Oh, it's all it's all on you. Like I just don't want your money to get lost because I sent something. So you would own the publishing and you would own the writing. I don't take a percentage. Um, and I may regret saying that, but that's that's what I'm doing right now. Okay, so it's a pastor. So as long as you're an active Patreon and that's happening, once we hit 10 subscribers on the Patreon, that's what we're going to open up. Now, um, at a hundred patrons, I'm doing a giveaway, a piece of gear. And once we hit 600 patrons, I will be considering something pretty crazy. I'm going to do it live, probably maybe live or at least a video. And what that means is, is that I will have a Monday through Friday live show once we hit 600. So I know that's a long time from now. It may not be though, because the strategy may work better than I'm planning out. And my strategies are like, the ones I do are like 10 to 20, 30 pages. So I write all mine out. So let's do this. Um, Instead of running an ad, because I ran an ad earlier, what I'd like to do, since we have some people watching, uh, I want to go to Rochelle's questions. Um, Rochelle, my email is blake at blakemakesmusic.com. Um, you can also do the contact form on my website, um, blakemakesmusic.com. So blake at blakemakesmusic.com. And then Rochelle wants to know how to get a job in a studio you have an audio producer degree. Perfect. All right. So the first thing you need is a good resume, um, which I can help out on the Patreon. I've got some different templates and stuff. I'm going to be creating more stuff. Part of why I need to do what I'm doing differently. And um, I will tell you this. First thing you need to do is obviously you know what city you live in. You have to you have to focus your efforts into um, living in a city. Hopefully it has at least three to four studios, at least if you can. If you don't, you got what you got, right? And then what you want to do is you want to get their contact info. And if you're in a really big city like LA, New York, Nashville, stuff like that, the contact info is difficult to find. I have that on my Patreon. Um, But um, you would want to call them, which is the crazy thing. So you want to give them a call. And you want to say, hey, how's it going? My name is Rochelle. I'm an audio engineering graduate, and I'd love to know about some new opportunities. Um, is there a good email I can grab to send my resume over to? That's the first call, because you make more than one. And you want to keep track of them. So here's how I would do it. Let's say you've got five studios you can call. I would call one a week. One a week. And keep them in rotation. So five weeks from that first time you called, you're going to follow up. You're going to say, let's say you call them on every Monday or Tuesday, every Tuesday at 10 a.m., 12 a.m., 12 p.m., sorry. And you, you say what I just said. Hi, my name is Rochelle. Um, I'm an audio engineering graduate. I'm looking for some um, new opportunities. I really like your studio a lot. Is there a good email I can grab to send my resume over to? You're not asking for a job yet. You want an email, and then once they give you the email, you say, oh, great. What's the hiring manager's name? Let's just say their name is Jane. Perfect. Cool. So you have Jane's name, and you have the email for the resume. And then a couple weeks later, you're going to call back after you send the resume, and you're going to go, hi, is Jane there? 
and they're going to go, oh, Jane's busy um, or Jane's out. Oh, cool. What time does Jane get back? She gets back at 3 p.m. Perfect. 3 p.m. comes around, call Jane. Maybe they say, can we take a message? Leave a message. Send a follow-up email until you talk to Jane. Continue to try to just speak to Jane. Don't even worry about sending your resume. Just talk to Jane on the phone. Try to get a hold of Jane, the studio manager. And then you just want to, once you get a hold of Jane, you go, hey, my name is Rochelle. I sent over my resume. I'm looking for some studio opportunities. I really love your studio. I think I'd be a great asset. Um, I'm just looking for an opportunity. And I just want to know if you got my resume. If not, I'd be happy to send it to you again. Um, and that's all. And then you see what they say. And they're going to say no, most likely, because most people say no. Sometimes they say yes. And then they might tell you to come in for an interview or that they're not hiring. It kind of depends on what's going on because most studios are very small. And then you want to um, continue to follow up every month to see if they have opportunities. You want to do once a month, I would say, for a studio because you don't want to be annoying. You know what I'm saying? Never show up, never knock on the door at a studio. That's the first way to never get a job at a studio. Always call, leave a message. You know, they check their messages because they think people are calling for studio time. That's how they pay the bills. So that's how you want to get, it's very old school. That's how you get a job at a recording studio. And then you show up early. Now, how do you keep your job at a recording studio? That's a whole different story. All right. Awesome. Thank you for the information. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, but anyways, long story short for keeping your job at a studio and, and getting promoted at a studio, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you are thinking ahead, uh, for, um, for the artists that are coming in and the engineers. So you want to be all hospitality, all customer service at all times, be professional, show up early. Don't ever make an excuse, um, go above and beyond and if the artist shows up, you're basically, even though they don't ask for it, they may not ask for it, you're their assistant. No matter what job you're in, if you're not in the engineer chair, you try to make the artist love you. And that's how you keep your job, get promoted at a studio. Queen Nyla, how do you do a re-release and a proper rollout? Okay, so if you don't mind, would you mind... Um, are you doing like a, a different version of a re-release? Like, could you give me a little bit more information? Because um, the proper rollout part's kind of important depending on what you're talking about. Are you doing a different mix? Like, what's the purpose of a re-release for you for this situation? And I know there's kind of a delay, so apologies for everybody. Okay, so remaster, perfect. So if your re-release is a single and you do a remaster, if you're using DistroKid, for example, DistroKid allows you to click a button, you can take it down from all stores. Um, and you don't like the production of the songs. Okay, so here's what I would do if I were you. I would um, do a takedown of the track um, and then re-release it. And you have to get the timing correct so you want to submit before you take down and have like, it probably would take a couple weeks. Who's your, who's your distributor? What service are you using? Is 
Is it like DistroKid or CD Baby or TuneCore? Distro? DistroKid? Okay, perfect. DistroKid, click a button. It takes like less than a week usually. So um, what I would do, you're going to get a new ISRC, UPC, all of that kind of stuff. That's going to happen because it's a different recording. It's a different, it's a different ownership altogether, you know? Sorry, one second. One thing people don't ever tell you about talking for a long period of time is that uh, you intake a lot of air. And so you're constantly needing to burp all the time, which is disgusting, but it's totally true. So something you have to learn to control with your diaphragm, I guess. Um, you hit a button. District is perfect for this. So doing a re-release, um, you hit the button to do takedown on that release. And then uh, that's it. It's gone, right? So we know that part. That's the easiest part. What you want to do is you want to go back in, do another release first, do that four weeks in, but you, ta- you, you let's say you're you're gonna have your new version come out. Uh, let's it's it's almost April. Let's say May first, like that's the the new uh, release date for your new track. And then what you want to do is the week before that, pull the other one. That way, it's probably gonna be seamless. At least on Spotify, it'll integrate really quickly. Um, so then, when you're talking about doing the proper rollout, okay. So you don't want to go onto your social platforms, obviously, right? And you may know this, but some people watching may not. Um, You don't want to be like, hey, guys, I hate the way the song sounds. No, don't say that. Like, make it kind of like a cool, unique thing and maybe throw the old version on your Patreon and go, hey, this song and this form is now on the Patreon. It's the only way to get it. Or you could sell it. But I, I recommend going on and building a catalog on your Patreon. And then what you want to do is uh, run your release like normal and integrate it to like a value swap for the people who already are a fan of you for just a couple of pieces of content. Now, for every other content you make around this release, because you should be doing uh, at least once a month, you should be making a release, is then you could switch to maybe someone discovering you for the first time, start making content for people who would like your music, and then always promote your track into that content. So for example, you were asking about how to do this on TikTok. You know, when you post on TikTok, it's not gonna become viral like a month later. Usually if it's viral or it gets a lot of views, you know, most of the time it'll get like, it's within that first week at least, maybe in the first day or two, and then come down if it goes viral 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 like over 500,000 then it could last a couple weeks and then come down but it's still gonna be relevant so what you want to do is plan out your content and always at the end if you're doing stuff like this like talking because talking to people is always a good thing to do on TikTok like just like you're saying commentary and stuff slipping cool if you're interested my new single comes out on May the 1st it's called blah 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 Uh, Go ahead, and the link in the description for the pre-save is in my profile. It's like less than five seconds. They've already watched. You've already earned that that view, you know, for, let's say, a 20-second, 30-second video. Like, uh, it should be the icing on the cake, you know what I'm saying? So, good question. Um, Does anybody else have any other questions? Any at all? Fun. Not so fun. Whatever you got, I'm happy to answer them for for you.
everyone's cool and like copyright and everybody's got a plan. Everybody's got their stuff. Should I make a separate TikTok account for the music release and take out an ad or use the song as a sound? Okay, I don't think you should take out a separate account. I think you should slowly merge your content over. Um, I think that's what you should do. Um, taking out an ad on TikTok, not a bad move. Um, TikTok, like I was saying, it's in its uh, it's like the Wild West right now. So you would want to make sure that uh, you can. Uh, Really kind of hone in on your demographic, but wait to do the ad because you want to kind of merge your content over slowly, like write it out. Like I'll give you an example on on how to merge it. Set an end date goal. Say by October, I want four fifths of my content on TikTok to be music based. And let's say right now it's zero. Okay. So that middle is, let's say three out of five. Or two out of five, give or take. I picked a stupid number to do this. Um, where is that in between between now and then? Let's say July, August, something like that. And then break it down. Cool. So like you want to be doing one out of five by May, April, May, and then continue and then add another one out of your slate. But plan out like how many how many times you're you're shooting TikToks in a week and scheduling TikToks. That's super important. Maurice says, "How am I doing today, man? What a nice question, Maurice. You're a nice nice dude, and I know you know that, and I tell you that sometimes. But that's a wasn't expecting that one. But hey, that's awesome, man. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm I'm um, I'm very busy." And um, trying uh, with work, stuff like that, just trying to uh, make everything cohesive and uh, getting the schedule thing down is really important. But I'm doing I'm doing good. I think this uh, this change up with the Patreon and the and the um, the YouTube channel and stuff, one will give me better content Two, it's going to give me um, a better um, connection and value with Patreon. And three, it's going to free up some time for me um, based on how I can shoot and stack things. So it's good. And I'm taking a, a vacation, quote unquote. Um, so, but thank you. Uh, Marie says, IRCs, I have an account with them, but I heard you mention that DistroKid assigns me one. So should I not assign one? Um... Oh, okay. I see. On DistroKid, Maurice, is that what you're talking about? Like um, them signing you an ISRC? Um, I believe that's what you're asking. Like when they say, do you want to sign one versus like, should you make one? Um, if that's what you're asking, then I would say let them assign you one because it's just easy. They, they You're not going to get better like content tracking than them. DistroKid is going to have like all the best stuff. So they give you a UPC and an ISRC. And the ISRC is important because that's how you would register after the distribution is complete and it's in that limbo phase. Like we talked about, like you should be releasing um, from the upload date 
to release date should be about four weeks in my opinion, at least two. You can use, you'll have that ISRC for that code to use on um, SoundExchange. You can use it on ASCAP or BMI. You can use it on all of those things to track what's going on. And when you do, um, um, you know, make like physical stuff too, like you can, it'll be different because it's physical, but it'll, it'll be able to track. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. I'm glad you like the new idea for the Patreon. I think it's going to give a lot of people a lot more, um, a lot more uh, value. And it allows me, I can work on that kind of stuff in bites as opposed to spending a whole day outside of work. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be a lot better. I can get, I can get way more done um, for for myself and everybody. You know, if we all benefit. So, anyways, um, does anybody else have any other questions? I'm happy to answer any of them. This has been a really great episode, which is funny because it's like the episode. I'm like, I'm changing things as it's gaining more traction. We can always switch back though, which is cool. But I think the interview thing is great. I think we're going to be able to talk to a lot of people and get a lot more going. You know what I'm saying? I just need edit time. That's why we're doing it the way that we're doing it. Um, to give everybody some some clarification on why I'm not doing the live stream. So, um, anyways... Like the side of me doing it so you can get more music done? Absolutely. Like if I, that's, that's, that's what I, I think that's, uh, that's, and it makes me want to get more music done too, because I'll put my music in some of these playlist submissions. And so what I'm going to do just for everybody listening now, or like a lot of people like to listen to other platforms and stuff, here's how the newsletters are going to go. So in disco, you can, uh, tag all kinds of stuff, uh, genres, all that and I've got all the contact information for a bunch of playlist people. Like, it's a lot. Thousands. And if you're, and Maurice will tell you what's on the Patreon. It's a lot. Um, uh, know your promotion on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll talk about that in a second. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, if, if I'm sending out emails and stuff, it makes me definitely want to, uh, to uh, make more music too. But anyways, I digress. Um the uh, thing is, is like I've done 11 episodes and that is well over 12 hours of content to go through and edit and get clips out of. And so when you're doing things like that in that format and you do the nine to five thing and I mean, I get home at like six thirty, seven o'clock and that's family time. So I don't work on the podcast weekdays. Um, once we get to, uh, 600 Patreon subscribers, I'll do a Monday through Friday live show. It'll be great. It'll be great. But then I feel like there's more benefit to, to going through and doing music reviews on the show. I mean, the live stream quality, cause it's going over the internet. It's not amazing. I have to use this basic lens when I have a nice lens, um, because of the, the angle that I have to shoot being attached to the computer. And so it'll be a hybrid, Again, phase two uh, won't look like phase three. Um, will be a, a mix of a YouTube video meets interview in an episode, and you'll get all of those um, 
all of those um it'll it'll basically be more um uh omni-channel friendly that's what i'm trying to say for time purposes and stuff but yeah plan out your time for sure and yeah maurice if i throw your if i throw your instagram in the uh in the videos yeah i mean it's cool and um i think uh i think that's great too i love throwing um uh, Maurice and Josh's Instagram and the videos because uh, you know if anybody else is watching and they're a fan of the show, go check them out. They're great. They're great people, and uh, their music is really good too. So, anyways, any other? Do you, does anyone else have any questions though? Because I'm happy to answer them. It could be music related or non-music related, industry related or news related. Whatever you want to do. Queen Nyla, should I make business cards to hand out our performances and instead of my music links, put them a TikTok link? Okay, that's a good question. Man, Queen Nyla is bringing in some great content today. For me and my show, when I break down the clips, for sure. Um, so let me try to answer this in two parts. Business cards to hand out live performances. All right, let me take that concept and do you want better? Remember when I was in the earlier in the podcast, I was talking about always be selling. Okay. So instead of business cards handing out at the show, make a giant QR code that goes right to that Patreon, right to that Patreon. And you keep that up there while you perform and you always sell that QR code and you tell them how to use it. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is, is that if you do make a business card, Check this out. I wish I had a business card. I have a, like a little like arcade card. I took my daughter to the arcade the other day. Let's pretend like this is a business card. It's got a QR code on it, which is perfect. All right, so make a business card with your QR code. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to sell this QR code to you as I'm giving it to you. So check this. I, lo- I did this at trade shows all the time. It works like a charm. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to pick a platform. It doesn't have to be Patreon. Let's say you're trying to get YouTube subscribers or what have you. You want to have that entry point in the sales funnel or sign up for your mailing list. That's even better. That's even better. So I use Send in Blue. Uh, a lot of you get notifications when I go live. But imagine what you can do with that if you're an artist and you're, you're getting someone into your channel. You're going, I need your name, your email, and your phone number. And you go, hey, cool. Check this out. So this is my uh, – you get a free album with this. Um which is great. I give my music away. It's amazing. Here, give me your phone. Give me your phone. Check this out. Hold the camera out. Scan this right there. Cool. Scan that. Don't actually scan it. I don't know what it does. So sorry. Uh, scan this and sit there and wait for them. Like, yo, like it's power of persuasion. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, scan this and go and uh, cool. Fill out your name. It'll send you all of my music for free. You captured that. Now, here's the thing. What can you do with that email? What can you do with that phone number? You throw them into your contact list, and now every time you do anything, that person's going to get a notification so you have built-in viewers. That's what I do on the show. It works great. That's why I was able to take a, a, a YouTube channel that had zero subscribers, and now I've got maybe 150, 155, 160. It jumps up every day. Uh, because I've got the back-end marketing system in order that, that allows me to connect with people and consistently remind them. If you forget about me, 
Sunday through Friday, you're going to remember me when I shoot you a text on Saturday. It's great. You're going to open that text unless they say stop, but they signed up, they click the check mark, whatever, and they get on there, which is amazing. So as an artist, that's the kind of stuff you should be doing. Now, if they're already at a show, maybe that QR code can say something like that. Like it should be a sign or something. Put it on the the uh, drummer's kick drum, what have you. Speaking of kick drum, uh, the the drummer from Foo Fighters passed away. Yes, I heard yesterday. That is super sad. Um, and uh, I, he was like 50 years old. Uh, that's just in case you didn't know. Like that's like kind of a big deal in the music community. Taylor Hawkins, um, one of my favorite drummers. I have no idea what happened. I hope that his family's doing okay. So I just want to put down to the ethos. Taylor Hawkins, friends and family, I hope you guys are okay. My thoughts and prayers. Um, so that's a much better way to gain traction at live shows, QR codes. And it sounds stupid, but I promise you it works. Print 100 cards and put a QR code and don't just hand them out. Make them do it in front of you. Like, you know, be authoritative about it a little bit, but be nice. And the other thing is, um, instead of my music links, put my TikTok link. You, okay. Um, here's the thing. I struggle with this a little bit because I have so many different channels and so many different things that go out. Um, I would, and I, I'm, I'm coming at this from my opinion. Now, take this with a grain of salt. What you should be doing is you should be trying different things to see what happens. I think for me, um, I use in my Instagram, in my Instagram only, I use a hyperfollow link. So it's like the one that comes with Streamlabs. Um, and I put the socials that I want them to follow on there. Now, if you are an artist, you could do a hyperfollow and put your TikTok and your album. Now, if you just want to do TikTok, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. It depends on what the content is. If you're repurposing your TikTok content onto your Instagram and that's the majority of your content, I feel like the TikTok would be okay. Um, but I would say that when you give someone a hyperlink, if you decide to do that, which I think is a good idea, don't give them a million things to click. Give them five things. You don't want someone to go, oh my God, too much. You know, I try to keep... I have different links for different purposes. Like if you go to musicadvice.io, that's all affiliate links. Because I don't need people from my Instagram to click on that. They're not going to. You know, in fact, they'd be less, you would all be less likely to click on anything if I had all 20 links to everything, right? So give them five. Choose what channels you want them to go to based on popularity. So if they're already on your Instagram, TikTok is good. Your Spotify link is a must. I feel like, right? And then your YouTube channel. Those are a must. Maybe you could pick a couple other ones, um, but there's definitely nothing wrong with that. And sign up for your email list. That's a really good one too. So hopefully that helps. Um, any other questions? These are all really good. Got some great questions today. But if you could think of any, just let me know. So we're about to wrap it up. I got time for like one more if you got one.
Oh, good. Okay. Awesome. So let's do this. Um, we're going to go to the end credits thing here. And I, man, guys, I just want to say something real quick. What I'm saying works. Okay. When I started this live stream, I had 151, maybe. I think that's what I said in my notes. Let me pull it up. 151 YouTube subscribers. I got five doing this live stream uh, because I asked for people to subscribe on YouTube. Now, when what happens is, is there's different marketing techniques you can do. But if you want people to, subscri to subscribe to your YouTube channel, you have to ask. You always have to be selling. And it's, 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 I promise you, if you do it in the right way, it is, um, it's always going to come off as authentic and you don't do it as like, they're going to feel, they're not going to feel as weird as you're going to feel. I promise. Okay. But the more you do it, the better you're going to get. So this is only up, um, from here. I can't believe like five in like less than two hours is really cool. Really cool. So thank you to everybody that's following, liking, all that kind of stuff. It means the world to me. You have no idea. Um, and also, all it does, it gets us all just a little closer to making a big difference in other people's career, which is what this podcast is about. It's not just me talking at people and trying to grow a following. I'm trying to make like an actual difference in other people's lives that make music. you know. And there's a whole lot of things we can talk about. So with that being said, thank you all for joining me in this journey for the first phase of the Blake Makes Music podcast. Again, there's going to be a, a small hiatus on the show because I have to stack some stuff up and, and get some things cleaned up on the production to go into phase two. And I cannot wait to do this. I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk to all of you. I cannot wait to, um, to meet you all, to have conversations. And the amount of growth that I've been able to get, even though it's small, on a chart looks crazy compared to a lot of a lot of channels. So I just want to say thank you to everybody. Um, thank you for being part of the community. If you haven't done so and you want to check me out on other platforms, you can check me out on my Instagram. My social links are in my uh, my link up there. You can follow me wherever you want. But I think the most bang for your buck is going to be that Discord. So on my website, blakemakesmusic.com, and on my Instagram, there's a link to my Discord. You can join the Discord. You can ask me questions in real time. You can hang out with me, all that kind of stuff. Also, I've got so many people downloading this book. You have no idea how much this means to me. You know, I know people watch things. It's like, cool, like they've only got a couple viewers, but that's just the beginning of the count as it starts to go online and all of these things and all of these questions and all these conversations we've been having over the last couple of months that lives forever. As long as there's these podcast platforms and live stream platforms and YouTubes and all that kind of stuff, these conversations I've had with all of you lives on, on the internet forever, uh, which is amazing. So this impact long-term on these small conversations we're having. They're not small conversations. They're big conversations. So thank you, everybody. I'm about to end the show. If you're a Patreon member, I'm about to talk to you in like 13 minutes. I can't wait to hang out with you. Thank you so much. Have a great week. 
always make music. Have a great week.